Welcome to War Games, hosted by the sales genius Joe Ingram. If you're looking to win the sales battle, then you have joined the right team. In the War Games group, we devise strategies for sales, marketing, branding, mindset, and attitude. We enlist the assistance from the most successful producers across all industries. We then share their knowledge and techniques with you. Our single goal is to get you ready for your next sales opportunity. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that have crossed before you. Now, prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for the war games to begin. Hello, war gamers and those on the Sales Genius Podcast. Today, I am excited to bring on a marketing and sales coach, okay, that assists service-based business owners, particularly coaches. And I think there's a lot of us coaches out here that go, yeah, we do need someone to help uh, help us out. She'll help you develop your client attraction strategies, reclaiming your time, because Lord knows we all need it, okay, and increasing sales while avoiding social media overwhelm. I think I'm at that point right now. If it wasn't for AI apps, I'd be losing my mind to to get myself put out there. Um, she, Haley Rowe is the guest that's going to be on today, our guest trainer. Now, Haley will explain framework, marketing insight, business tips through her Health Coach Nation podcast and the Marketing Hub Facebook group. So you're going to have links to all of this in the uh, show notes. So please take a chance to get to know Haley, reach out to her. Okay. She has been recognized as one of the top 25 coaches in Chicago, and her podcast is one of the top six. So when we say top, it's top. Okay. Business podcast for health coaches. She's got over a decade of experience in coaching startup business development, marketing, everything since 2010. She emphasizes the importance okay, of a strong mindset and a well-defined sales and marketing plan to make your business successful. So you can check her out at HaleyRowe.com or you can just open your eyes right now because Haley Rowe is here is with us. Thank you, Haley, for spending some time with us today. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Joe. Absolutely. Let's do this and say you switch with me. There All right. Go. Yes. So Haley, thanks so much. You have an impressive background and it's, it's amazing to think that I, we can get someone like you to come on here because we have a lot of coaches. We have a lot of people in the financial industry, which by definition means they're coaching people and go through. So I think your expertise as the business consultant would be able to share with them. Right. And then the hopes is I give you the floor for the next 20 minutes or so. And you say, guys, this is what you need to focus on per Haley Rowe. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. So we are talking about how do you get your next sale? And I think that really starts with asking better questions. And one of the things that I like to think about when it comes to sales and marketing is a lot of it's math and a lot of it's frameworks. So one thing you got to think about is the number of sales you make is based on the number of offers you're making minus how many no's you're getting. 
And where people overcomplicate this is they're like, well, I don't know where to make offers. I don't know who to make offers to. I don't know how to make my offer better and more captivating. And they're also overcomplicating it by dreading and fearing the nose and or not learning from the nose. So that little formula, offers minus nose, is where we need to start. And I want you to ask yourself, okay, where within the offers part of that formula do I need to be better? And how? what's one thing I can do today to make a better offer to someone who might need what I do, right? So where a lot of people uh, get stuck is we have to start with how are you putting yourself in a position to be able to make offers? And that means how are you getting in front of your ideal client? And I have something called the four basics of client attraction. And it basically stands for connect, engage, pre-offer, and sell. So those are the four steps we have to do to, to lead to our sale, right? So connecting is where are your people and how are you going to get in front of them? A lot of my clients, we have to ask, what's the lowest hanging fruit first? Do you have current clients who you could have a referral program for if they refer somebody right now? Do you have something that bonus that you can offer to your current clients because they already have bought from you? So that's obviously the best place to start. Like focus on the lowest, like if I had to go get a client tomorrow or today, what thoughts would come up to as your best ideas of where to start and lowest hanging fruit to start? So that's the first stage is you got to connect. Engage is when you ask a question, an intentional question that allows you to understand what the person wants and needs the person you're talking to, so that you can offer the third step, which is a pre-offer, which is giving a quick win or value or building that trust up front. And once they get a result from you, they're more likely to say, oh, I want more results from you. So that would lead to a sales stage where you could say, are you looking for more support with something like this? Or would it make sense for us to connect deeper about blah, 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 right? So those are the four stages. And, um, I think my suggestion for everybody here is to write down, okay, I, in order to get my next client, what thoughts come up for you as far as why either you can't do that or ways you could. And then for each one, rank it as like, oh, this one's the top priority or this is the biggest hurdle for me. And so we need to either come up with a mindset shift or a um, strategy shift to address each of the obstacles you wrote down. Oh, you're on mute, Joe. You're on mute. Can't hear you. <laughs> Joe did ask, could he interrupt, but didn't yep. say it when the when his microphone was on. So, um, so how often, right, do you see that it's mind shift versus mm -hmm. versus strategy shift? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would say it's about. I would say. 70% of the time or more, it's mindset. And then the rest okay. of the time, it's actually strategy or math. Um, okay. Because a lot of times people have this thought of like, well, getting clients is hard, or I don't want to be a burden to somebody, or somebody doesn't want to hear from me, or I don't know what to say, or I don't know where to start, or the algorithms hate me, so why should I even bother? All of those thoughts are the things that most of the time get in the way. Because if they weren't getting in the way, you'd be in action, and you'd be talking to people, and you'd be putting yourself out there. But 
And, and a lot of times too, I think people say, I don't know what to do. And you totally do. You're not doing it for some reason. And that's what we have to figure out. And that's usually the mindset thing. Fantastic. But what if Zuckerberg does hate you like he does to me? I understand that because yeah. he doesn't really like me either. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, yeah. I've been banned from doing ads that I've been, oh, and, yeah. I, and I talked to somebody within the company who said, oh, you'll never get off the list you're on. And I'm like, mm. oh, so I would have to pay somebody to go do ads on my behalf. Oh, That's man. There, but, you yeah, know, it's a brutal. I, okay I had a Facebook group and a, a Facebook page that had loads and loads of people I built up through the years and it got hacked and I had to start from scratch and Facebook offers like no support. So I know how you feel, but the <laughs> point is ask yourself, what is within your control? What can you do today to get out there despite the algorithms, despite people not seeing your posts? And that's the other, you bring up a good point, Joe, actually, a lot of people focus. I love the quote. I don't know who said this, but don't major in the minors. So a lot of times people major in, oh, the algorithm hates me and I'm posting and nobody's seeing it. Well, then stop making all of your time around posting and shift to how can you get out there in your community today or form a local partnership to get in front of your audience? How right. can you follow up with the people who do follow you on social media? Thank them for being there and actually get to know them and build human relationships and connections. Right. So there's a lot better use of your time if you're finding that you're focusing on the busy work instead of something that, you know, could be a direct connection to a human or an audience at one time. Do you see that's one of the biggest challenges people have is the need to be busy, not actually effective or productive? Yeah, because when you own a business, it's tricky because a lot of times you're planting seeds and you don't see the harvest yet. Yeah. And so a lot of times we just, we want to feel like we're moving forward. We want to feel like we're getting that dopamine hit and that reward mm -hmm. of like, I did stuff today. And it's a lot easier to do stuff when it's like, Oh, I made a cool graphic for social media. I made a cool post for social media versus, Oh, I made offers to 10 people today. Oh, I offered my free lead magnet to, to, you know, XYZ opportunities today. Oh, I, I reached out to five potential partners today who I want to collaborate with. That requires some thought. It requires some follow-up. It requires some guts. It, you know, it requires more from you. And so I think, and it doesn't lead to the immediate reward too, because it takes time and, you know, effort and energy. And so I think people try to maybe find a path of less resistance that makes them feel good but maybe in the long run, isn't the thing that's actually building their business. Fantastic. So without me, like, you know, getting all of your information, because we'd like them to contact you. So one of the things you said that, that you know, got my brain caught was you said the intentional question, mm -hmm. right? When you engage. So can you give me more context or an example of what's an intentional question so yeah. that it would be something that somebody because right now they go engage right and i've seen people like on linkedin that throw up on you in the first oh, message yeah, no, not talking about that yeah yeah and so right. i just don't want to be walking away going oh i'm going to ask you an intentional question and they go in and come up with some question and go send it off to 100 mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. thinking that they're engaging when that is That's by definition really a good question yeah. i'm glad yeah i'm glad you brought that up so yeah and then usually shorter 
and human to human approach, like using your emotional intelligence is better than sending a long script that sells in the message right up front before you know somebody, et cetera. Now, I do believe though in being direct and not just like, I think it's weird when people are like, oh, hey, what's your favorite color? You know, or like ask, you know, like something where it's like, what are you doing? Like, wh- I'm, right. where are you going with this? I'm really confused, right? <laughs> like, we don't want to be trying to like do a bait and switch or something weird. So I think it's really important to ask first, um, if you have warm connections, meaning people who have a mutual like Joe and I connected here. And while you were playing that intro, Joe, of all your past podcast guests, I knew a lot of them. I was like, oh, there's Mike, there's so-and-so. There's yeah. And where I would start is like, okay, who do I know either in my community or have mutual connections? And that I could intentionally say like, hey, how's it going? We're both business owners. What are you up to these days? Or what would be useful to you these days? Or hey, are you open to connecting and exploring collaboration? I noticed we have a couple mutual connections. We both have podcasts. Would it make sense to, to do, you know, connect and chat more? And actually, I think, Joe, that is how we connected. We somehow were on Facebook and we were like, oh, we're both podcast hosts. That's cool. What's yours about? What's mine about? Oh, well, maybe we could do a podcast like collab, right? So, and here we are, right? So that was an intentional conversation. Um, If you're reaching out to a potential client, or somebody who maybe is in the niche that you work with as clients, uh, then your question may not be, you know, are you open to exploring, connecting and collaborating, but maybe it's um, trying to just, depending on what you offer. So like for me, one thing I might ask is like, what are you working on these days? Cause I care about what people are actually doing in their business. And, and that's where I, you know, help or could provide value. And so sometimes I'll say, not sure if you are looking to get new clients, but if if so, I do have some free resources if those would come in handy, like, you know, or and you're welcome to join my free networking group too on Facebook or whatever. So that's an example. Or if it was, let's say you do something else where um, maybe you have like a hair salon or you do something like that. Well, then it wouldn't make sense to reach out to somebody and say, hey, like, are you looking to get a haircut? Like, doesn't really make sense, right? But what you could do, I do them digitally now. Yeah. yeah, right, right. You could ask in your content. Um, you know, we're doing a giveaway if for people who tag a friend below, and you could be an intentional, put an intentional call to action or intentional question in your post. Or you could, if you were doing outreach because you have a local hair salon and you're looking to get out there on LinkedIn or something with local people, you could even say something like, hey, uh, like connect with other business owners and be like, we're both small business owners in the Chicago area. Um, I'm a hair, you know, I have a hair studio. What about you? And are you or someone, if you or someone, you know, ever is looking to get a haircut, we have a free blah, blah, you know, we have blank or something like that. So that could be, we have a, you know, coupon for your first time or something like that. So I think that it depends. It's very hard to say, oh, everybody should do this question because there's not one question that works for everybody and you have to test it. But I will say the other, the last thing I'll add is a really good practice to get into is sending, once you have an email list, sending out the nine word email. I don't know if you've heard about that from Dean Jackson. Great way to engage your audience. So really it's like a subject line that's just simple, like, Hey name, or can you let me know name or 
question for your name or whatever. And then in the email, you would ask, uh, it doesn't have to be always exactly nine words, but that's just the it's general. It's trying to keep it short. Yes. Short. Yeah. We're not going into our whole pitch. So the, the question would be something like, um, hey, blank, are you, let's pretend that they joined your list because you do, um, what's an example of something somebody does that would listen to your show? Um, a lot of them are in uh, business to business sales. Okay. So, or business to consumer, but there's um, automotive people, financial service. So I'm going to give you a bunch so you can go, yeah. this one I can throw off the top of my head, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you look, I, I've got people that um, are actually in financial services, other people that do life insurance okay. and things like that. Yeah. So, um, and then there's a lot of people okay. that's just in general in sales. That gotcha. So if you had an email list and let's say you're a financial planner or something, you might say, hey, name, are you still, let's pretend they opted in to your newsletter or they opted into like a financial planning sheet you had or some kind of freebie. Okay. Um, are you still looking to create your financial plan for 2024 or like create your your um, retirement? I don't know what financial people do a lot of the right. time. So that might not be the best example, but that's an <laughs> example. Or it could be um, if they are, like, let's say you said B2B, um, they joined your email list because you had a lead gen ads calculator or something, and maybe you do ads. Hey, blank, are you still looking to get more leads before the end of the year for Black Friday? That could be a question. Right. Oh, that's great. Something yeah. like that. No, that makes sense. And so it, one of the philosophies I teach people is I say, if your email looks like a text message, you get better response. Yeah. And same thing when you go to the DMs, right? When I see something, again, 90% of all emails are read on a phone, mm -hmm. okay? And so if that's the case, if you have to scroll, no one's reading it. We go, I'll wait till I get back to my computer. And now right. you just missed that opportunity because the attention's gone and now they moved on. But it's perfect what you said, because if you keep it short, sweet, to the point, they can answer back with a yes or a no, Exactly. An idea. And we know that your offer, right, minus no's equals the sales. So, mm -hmm. again, you just go, great. That person's not looking for what it is. Um, right. Another guest uh, on the show previously said that three to five percent of your ideal market is actually ready to buy right now. Mm -hmm. And so if you if you understand all you're trying to do is filter to get to that point. Yeah. Of saying who is the three to five percent, and you never know because over half of them are in that maybe I should be looking for this solution mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody who says, you know, the last 30 40 percent goes, Nope, we're done, we already did it, and now we're gonna let this run out for a year and see what happens. So, I think that's perfect. So, um, one of the things that you would you had thrown out there that I think, you know, for myself, because I'm very selfish, it's my show, I can do that, right? Uh, you said the thought process of how do you get yourself in front of a client? Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the things that hit my head was, have you even defined what your client should be? Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so do you find that when you go in to help people that you go, what's your ideal client? And they have no idea yes. what it is you're talking about. So. Right. So when you're looking, when you don't know what you're looking for, it becomes really overwhelming to know where to start with your marketing and what platform to be on and what events to go to and all that stuff. But when you have, even if you just start, like, even if you're like, well, I can't decide, there's so many different groups I can help. 
okay, fine, but define like some sub niches that you could give yourself some direction to test and and start out with behind the scenes. And then as you test that, you can figure out who resonates the most or who what any common themes of who you're attracting and all that. So for example, um, when you're choosing a niche, I recommend make it easy on yourself, like pick a niche that it has purchasing power, that has a need or goal that you provide that isn't so destitute. So this is another thing I see. I see a lot of people picking a niche that like maybe really needs what they do, but isn't, doesn't want it or is so exhausted that like, so let's say you're, you help people with health and wellness coaching or something and you pick an audience that's postpartum moms that would not saying that that can't be done at a certain stage, but right when they have the baby and stuff, they're not, they're like exhausted. All they need is a nap. They're not Googling for their health coach. Right. So there's like stuff like that where you don't, or somebody who's depressed, they're not going to be like looking for a personal development coach. Right. So you have to think about, they can't be out so on one end of the spectrum that they're not even looking for what you do or don't want what you do. Um, And then they have to be findable. So pick a niche that's findable. It's very findable. If you pick, a niche of a certain job title, because you can look that up on LinkedIn. You could look at events they might go to. You could look at networking groups they might be in or organizations. Um, so job titles is great. Or if you were picking, a, you can pick a niche that has a certain problem, like maybe they all have, um, maybe they're divorced. So, okay. And they want to have a new relationship or something. Okay. That's a little bit findable. You can't obviously search it on LinkedIn and stuff, but they might be in certain, they might listen to certain podcasts, they might, you know, be a part of certain support groups, etc. So there's, there's little things you can do to make it easier on yourself. And where I see a lot of people get challenged is they're picking a niche, it's really hard to find or like, not super obvious to target on any social media platform. And so that's where we have to kind of make some tweaks. No, that was amazing. I actually wrote down, I was like, Okay, how do you how do you create the mindset for niching down? And you mm-hmm. just nailed it right there. Is that some people will go to the utmost extreme of saying, "I have to niche myself out of being profitable," mm-hmm. right? And so, how do you approach the person that is so into "I have to help" that yeah. they forget to collect money? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a couple things. One. You have to remember that you are a business owner and whatever craft or impact you do. And a business owner's job, if you want to really serve your clients the best way possible, is you do have to charge for it. Because if you are doing everything for everyone for free, your value is going to get distilled. Like you're not going to be able to be at the highest level for your people. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to not, you know, you're going to burn out. Right. And then maybe you're going to have to get another job too to pay your bills. And then that takes you away from actually doing the impact you want to do, or you have to put it on pause, or you you have to take two weeks off because your job got really busy or whatever. So this needs to be something that supports you and brings value. And I think a lot of people think, oh, it's one or the other, or like the more money I make, the less like I'm giving back or whatever. And I think the truth is value is is equated to how much money. I, I like to see them tied together. If I'm making more money, that means I'm giving that means I'm being more valuable out there because I'm helping more people, more people have bought and are have come into my world and my community and are making changes in their lives and stuff like that. It's not the opposite, right? 
And I think the other thing is a lot of people think, oh, their service is a burden sometimes, or I feel like sales is a burden or sales is convincing someone for money or asking for money, which I absolutely hate that language around sales because that is not what it has to be and it's not what it is. Um, so sales is help is helping someone find a solve that they're invested in, that you're invested in, that they want and you want for them. And it's a mutual partnership decision. And it's an exchange of value for money is the thing that, you know, is being exchanged, but there's not, that's neutral. We don't have to add a bunch of like drama to that. So I don't know if that helps, but that's my thoughts. on well, it. Again. And what I like is that we feed off of each other's ideas back and forth. But if you, if you change your equation to income equals impact, mm -hmm. right. That's what I wrote down listening to you. Right. Then all of a sudden, you as that entrepreneur, right, that's mm -hmm. out there, it's not about only servicing. It's about my income tells me how they're doing. And there is a whole class of people out there, mm -hmm. right, that will not do anything unless they paid for it. Yeah, totally. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, there's that group that sits there and goes, yeah, I think it's great. There's some people, Haley, that sign up with you and then you can't find them again. Right. Right. Because they got the endorphin hit of saying, "Ooh, I have potential. Yeah. Because if I used Haley stuff, wow, I would be great. And you're like, and that's enough for them. Right. Right. They turn around and go, that's enough for me. I'm totally good with that. And you yeah. go, yeah, that's, that's not it. <laughs> that's not mm -hmm. it. So that's what I look at. So excellent. So if you had one, one action item for someone to, to leave today and say, here, this will help you go out and sell something today, what would that one action be? Yeah. Or one thought. You could fix their mind at this point. too. Totally. Um, so I would say make, if you're not sure where to go out there and find your ideal clients, I would make yourself a list of ideas, um, either events, conferences, groups, people they follow, people who have podcasts that have your ideal clients, potential partners who have your ideal clients, etc. And from there, I would decide what's your approach to start building relationships with what you wrote down. Um, and obviously, the other thing I would do is just ask if I had to book a client today, what ideas and thoughts would come up? And how can I remove as many obstacles as I can to doing that today? Fantastic. No, I love that. Because again, you started with how do you get in front of your customer, write it all down, then prioritize it that comes mm -hmm. up. That's amazing. Because I will say as when I started my business, the first thought was how do I go get a client? Mm -hmm. Right. And then if you're, if your first thought is, what can I build prior to going getting a client? Mm -hmm. Then, then you're, you're stuck in the minutiae. And that's right. what you reminded me was that my answer was, I need a client. When I got to the client and talked to them about what they wanted, I built what I could do based off of what they wanted. Then mm -hmm. that became product offering for people in that position of that kind of company. Yeah. And stuff. So that's fantastic because I'm getting the most benefit. I don't know if anybody else is when they're watching this because I'm over here taking all these notes. So I'm, I'm over here going, look, I got this down. Right. But I'm going to recap real quick. We have to connect, we have to engage, pre-offer, and then we can sell. And so one of the things I took away from was the intentional question, 
right? Which is you putting yourself out there without making the offer. Please understand. It's a question after the answer would be where you go to pre-offering something where you can give them a win-win kind of scenario, right? And then the nine-word email that you borrowed from mm -hmm. someone. Brilliant. Love it, right? And then I wrote down a word that you said that I, I said, okay, great. Findable, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, they have to be findable. And it's like, yes. And I would agree. So for me, and it's my mindset could be yours. Um, people on LinkedIn typically have money. Because mm -hmm. that's the working network, not the social network yeah. kind of thing. So can you find a client base that you can serve that you can sort by job title? That was fantastic. Yep. I can go through. Because I, I do that periodically. I log in and like, boom, let me go find out who's not in my network that needs to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's I always use that little add a note when I'm in yeah. on the LinkedIn. So that's fantastic. So um, and then you incorporate, which is different than a lot of folks, the physicality, the personal thing. Because you kept saying, go find events, go find a meeting you can go to where those kind of people are, where I think that has dropped off so much. So I give you um, immense kudos for the fact that says, great, if I can't get you to see my videos, then you should see me live. Yeah. And go Definitely. in and go through that. And one of the things I learned from... Bill Walsh, when we had a meeting the other day, he said, Eventbrite. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, go yep. to Eventbrite and search for events that would be something that your ideal customer would actually do. And mm -hmm. so I also want to encourage everybody down at the bottom. You saw HaleyRow.com scroll, scrolling through. Uh, if you go to her website, she has a pop up for the, a free niche marketing training. Mm -hmm. to book your dream clients and you can register for that. So is it a lead magnet? Yes. Is it yeah. something valuable you're going to get? Yes. Right. Well, actually I have one, Joe, if it's okay, that might even be better for sales because it's about sure. sales. So there's one where it gives you daily a daily prompt to jumpstart your ideas about what you could do for sales, what you need to do better, et cetera. So it's called the Superhero Sales Journal and it's at HaleyRow.com slash sales hyphen journal. Wow. So sales dash journal. I actually typed it correctly. So that's a good thing. Oh, good. Did it work? Yes, it did. There's a, <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> it, it popped up. Yes, it's awesome. right there. I'm just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and add this into the show notes as well. So um, that would be perfect them so we can get everybody thinking the right way. So uh, again, Haley, I absolutely appreciate you. You taking the time out today to say, let's connect, let's go through and let's share some wisdom with the people in the Sales Genius Podcast. So thank awesome. you so much. And everybody can go reach out to you, HaleyRoad.com. She's also on Instagram. She's everywhere, social media. So go look for her. You can see her face. You'll be able to find her. Yes. There's not a lot of Haley Rose out there, especially with the E at the end of row. You're, you're golden. So thank you so much. And for everybody else out there, go out and sell something. Thanks.